I'm Ashley Dansby with Stagecoach Media and your local news brought to you by Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Marshall, Texas is the place to go for all of your vehicle needs. Whether you want to purchase a brand new vehicle, a certified pre-owned, or maybe you'd like to custom order a vehicle that you make every single decision about, you can certainly do that at Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Once you have a brand new car, and once you've selected the new vehicle, they will keep you on the road with their excellent parts and service department. That's Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Check them out today. You can also visit their website at pattersonofmarshall.com. The Greater Marshall Chamber of Commerce held the 2022 Law Enforcement and Firefighters Appreciation Dinner on Tuesday evening before a great crowd at the Marshall Convention Center. We were there, of course, and spoke with Chief Reggie Cooper, who talked about this being the first banquet they've had in several years due to COVID-19. You know, it's great to get back, be able to finally get back together. You know, one of the gentlemen that was sitting next to me was, uh, you know, was thinking about the same thing. It's been a long time since, we, since we've been able to get to, together. But it's always awesome for our beautiful and wonderful community to be able to come together uh, to be able to pay accolades to these brave men and women uh, of our community. And so, you know, I, it's always a great time, and I'm, I'm, I'm just glad we're, we're able to get back together. Numerous law enforcement officers, reserve officers, volunteer firefighters, and paid firefighters were honored during the evening. Those honored included Communications Officer Merit Award, went to MPD's Tina Quaid. The Merit Award for Volunteer Emergency Medical Technician went to Harrison County ESD Number 3's Jerry Looney. The Merit Award for Volunteer Firefighter of the Year went to Woodlawn and Nesbitt Volunteer Fire Department's Candy Guffey. The Merit Award for Reserve Law Enforcement Officer went to Sergeant Vince Williams of the Marshall Police Department. The Special Merit Award for Emergency Medical Technician of the Year went to the Marshall Fire Department's Lieutenant Micah Phillips. Special Merit Award for Firefighters went to Lieutenant Tanner Lane. The Special Merit Award for Law Enforcement went to Sergeant David Newsom. Now, several members of the Marshall Police Department were also awarded the Above and Beyond Award. This was for their service during two active shootings, one that took place during the fall and the other back in June at City Trends. Many of you will remember that. The officers who were honored last evening included Edgar Pineda, also Kenny Phillips, Ashley Scott, Lieutenant Sarah Hodges, Lucas Ferguson, and Officer Stacy Roach. Congratulations to each one of them. The other awards included the Tristan Jackson Humanitarian Award sponsored by Meadowbrook Funeral Home. Cruz Events' Jr. of the Harrison County Sheriff's Office was given that award. Clay Madrano Merit Award for the Law Enforcement Officer went to Sergeant Eric Harmon of HCSO. Also, Lieutenant Mac Fuller of the Harrison County Sheriff's Office was honored last night with the Sam B. Hall Jr. Special Meritorious Award for Law Enforcement. The Bill Sullivan Senior Award for Firefighter of the Year went to Lieutenant Adam Rennick, and the G.O. Cooper Law Enforcement Officer of the Year Award went to Captain Tyler Owen of the Harrison County Sheriff's Office. Now, we spoke with Stacia Reynolds, Executive Director of the Chamber, after the event, and she was very pleased with how everything turned out. It is great to see this hall filled and to see all the different departments represented and just bringing their men and women out in full force tonight. And as we said, gosh, this must have been the safest place in Harrison County tonight, but what a blessing and an honor 
to be a part of celebrating what they do all year long. We also had the chance to catch up with Marshall's police chief Cliff Carruth about the evening. Well, I think it's important. It's always good for the officers, particularly the officers working the streets, to, to see that support. We know it's there. Many times, though, the officers are dealing with people that are upset either a victim or maybe they're the person being arrested. So normally you hear that side of it, but the reality is that 90% of the officers, at least in Marshall and Harrison County, support our officers. So it's great for them to see that. A couple of officers, their first year, I was talking to one of them just a moment ago, and he was kind of excited. He had his wife and two very small children, and they were all excited about being here. So it's just great to see and, and great to see the support uh, as well. It was a great crowd and a great celebration on Tuesday evening. The following is a paid political announcement. Hello, my name is Don Jordan and I am a candidate for Harrison County Justice of the Peace Precinct 2. As a lifelong resident of Harrison County, I feel a tremendous responsibility to serve my fellow citizens as the next Justice of the Peace for Precinct 2. It's a great place to live and I hope to make it even better. As a former licensed EMT and volunteer firefighter, I am no stranger to the many trials and personal sacrifices demanded by honest public service. Helping people is what I believe I was called to do, and I intend to pour my heart into helping our county be the best it can be. One way I intend to help our county is by cracking down on repeat offenders. Far too often today, career criminals are given the opportunity to slip through the system with little or no consequences. Within the bounds of the law, I will seek to impose stiffer fines and bonds on repeat offenders. I will also run the office in a respectful, fair, honest, and impartial manner. I have worked shoulder to shoulder with our JPs in the past on inquest and have seen firsthand what it takes to uphold the duties of the office with dignity and honor while also being respectful to the families of victims and to the first responders in their time of need. I am ready to face the challenges of the Office of Justice of the Peace. That is why I'm asking for your vote this November. My name is Don Jordan. A vote for me as Justice of the Peace Precinct 2 is a vote for Harrison County. You've just heard a paid political announcement from the Don Jordan candidate for Justice of the Peace Precinct 2 campaign. The Marshall Fire Department responded to a structure fire on Monday evening shortly after 6 o'clock. That was in the 700 block of Howard Street. According to Fire Chief Reggie Cooper, the home suffered massive fire damage. However, the residents were able to escape without injuries. Chief Jeans and his crew did an outstanding job bringing the fire under control within a very short time considering some of the complexities they faced. Now, Cooper says they were very fortunate that no one was injured, though early in the investigation that fire was deemed unintentional in nature. That wraps it up for local news today on Stagecoach Media. I'm Ashley Dansby. All right, cats and kittens, get out your bobby socks and put your dancing shoes on. It is time to go back with Bill Haley Jr. and the Comets as they transport audiences back to the very beginning of rock and roll with all of your favorite hits like Rock Around the Clock, See You Later, Alligator, Shake, Rattle and Roll, Razzle Dazzle, Rock This Joint, and many, many more. Proudly sponsored by Texas Bank and Trust, this show will certainly delight the young and old alike. It's Bill Haley Jr. and his Comets at Memorial City Hall on Saturday, September the 24th. Tickets are on sale now at memorialcityhall.com or by calling 903-934-7992. That's memorialcityhall.com or call 903-934-7992. Incredible Local Women on Stagecoach Media is presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home.
Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services of Marshall, Texas is proud to serve the community they love and call home. Voted Hometown Best 2022 by Marshall News Messenger readers, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services owners Melinda and Richard Galden put families first. When your family is faced with a difficult decision, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services will treat you with the care, love, and respect your family deserves. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services, where they put families first. Melissa Haynes on Stagecoach Media, one of our incredible local women, and I'm so glad to get to visit with you. You are a dear friend of mine, and I truly do believe you are an incredible woman and do so many wonderful things. So thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you, and I I value our friendship, and I'm thankful for you. When you mentioned it a while back, I thought, oh, she means like season 20, episode 40 of this show. (laughs) So I didn't realize it would be so soon. So thank you so much. Well, when you mention that, I want to point out that I have got, Melissa, I probably have 55, 60, 70 women that have been nominated for this show. And so when we get to season 20, episode 40 or whatever it is, those women are going to be every bit as worthy um, as these, you know, first 10 that we've got going. So, um, and then and I want to make sure everybody knows that because there are some really special women in Marshall and I'm finding that out and learning some really cool things about them. Absolutely. I think that this show you could go on forever because mm-hmm. we are surrounded by incredible women. Just, I, I mean, I have a list to send you as well, people that I admire in our town and, and think, man, I wish I could be like her, or wow, I wish I had her skills, or wow, I'm so proud of this person. So absolutely, I totally understand that. Well, it's been fun, and I am glad you were here with me today. So let's kind of get started. I, the first thing I want to ask you um, is are you are you from here originally? Did you graduate in in the Marshall area? I am not from Marshall. Uh, we I was actually born in New Orleans, uh, lived in Mississippi, and then in Dallas. And then right before my junior year of high school, my parents moved me from a, a Dallas suburb to Elysian Fields, Texas. So I went from being a city girl to a country girl overnight, uh, which was a big shock. But I had a great two years in Elysian Fields. And, and graduated from there, and then moved to Marshall the first school. So you went to ETBU, is that right? Mm-hmm, for my undergrad. Mm-hmm. Very good. Did you? Is that where you met Austin? How did you and Austin meet? So that's fun. Uh, no, I didn't meet him in school. Austin went away um, for for school. His last two years of school, he went to A and M and Corpus Christi, and we actually met some of his high school friends. Uh, were friends I knew in college, and about a week or two after they uh, got married, their duplex burned down, and so Austin and I met in the hallway of their new place. This is a, it's just wonderful how God brings things together, but I was actually at an alumni association council meeting or something for ETBU many years ago, and um, saw on Facebook that, that this duplex had burned. And all of a sudden, all these alumni that had never met these other individuals just pulled their wallets out and handed me a stack of cash. And so, oh, wow. Yeah. So the, and they had never met them, but they knew it was, you know, other alumni from their university. And so they sent me to their house that week with a stack of cash. And that's where I met Austin. He had actually worked, he worked at the hospital 
um, when I worked at the hospital as well, but we had not met officially. And so we met at our friends um, in their hallway of their new of their new house. Oh, that is so much fun. And isn't it funny that you had several, you know, I'd say near misses, I guess. You worked at the same hospital. He moved to town to go to college at a place that you had lived prior and you had not ever met. That's just always kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now he is a Marshall boy. And our oldest, I think, uh, I figured it out one day, was the fifth generation in his lineup of being born in Harrison County. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, when you went to ETBU, is your undergrad degree, your bachelor's, was that in speech communications? It is. Yes. So I had um, a major with speech comm. Uh, Dr. Frank Lauer was one of my major professors and one of the reasons I went to ETBU. And then uh, my minor was marketing. Well, I loved uh, the late Dr. Frank Lauer. Of course, he worked at the radio station I used to work for as well. And, and we have a, a long history together. And he was a great, great man. So I, I didn't realize that. That's wonderful. He gave me a, a $300 a year scholarship. And um, that was part of the speech world. And and that that just seemed interesting. And I was on the debate team for him. And I, one of my favorite um, Dr. Lauer stories, and he actually wrote a little message in a and a, a children's book he gave me for my oldest and he we were in a debate class and I was debating I mean I was in the middle of giving this speech and I don't know if it was boring but I, I looked over and my professor is asleep and I said Dr. Lauer are you sleeping and he looked up at me and said yes and I said okay well I'll keep going and so I bored my professor to sleep uh, so that's, that's <laughs> level well, he, I've got one too. I'm going to share with you and then we'll move on. When I was, I was getting ready to go on my honeymoon in just a few weeks and I was really working out because we were going to the beach, you know, and he knew that I loved Mr. Good Bars. Like I really love Mr. Good Bars. And he happened to find on sale a six pack of the full size Mr. Good Bars. And he brought me all six of them the week before I was leaving for my honeymoon and I had to resist all week long. <laughs> Oh, man. He is a great, a great individual. Great man. Great man. Well, it's it's always been interesting to me that your degree was in speech. And, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit because my son has um, a, a little bit of a speech impediment and has gone to speech therapy for, I, I guess, just over three years now since he was four and he'll be eight in November. Um, and you also went to speech therapy as a child for, for a, a pretty lengthy time. Yes, I, I would have to call my mom, uh, but I don't know when I started. I remember, I don't have a ton of memories from elementary school. Some people can name every teacher they've ever had. I could never do that. I can tell you the mean ones. Those are the ones I remember. But mm-hmm. I remember clearly my my folder from speech uh, in elementary school and just this picture she drew on this manila folder, and I will forever have that image and in my head, and I don't know why that's an image that's stuck in my head. There's just a picture of a little girl on on a folder. So I I don't know, but it was many years. So I had a lot of ear infections as a child, and I didn't learn how to properly say some of my letters so that it just took some extra help. And there are still words that I struggle with saying. I just don't say those words. That's a pretty good solution. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Very good. 
Well, I, I tell you what, you were such an encouragement to me when Joseph started going to a speech therapy and, and told me that, uh, you know, you had done that. And, and of course, knowing you and knowing how articulate you are, it really helped me <laughs> to know that it was all going to be okay. And here we are three and a half years later, and he has made just leaps and bounds, strides, and, and it's all going to be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And we have great speech therapists and physical therapists and occupational therapists in Marshall, mm -hmm. Texas. And yeah. I always respected the ladies of that department um, at the local hospital. And so uh, just the fact that you don't have to leave town to get those services, I think is so important. And uh, Austin, actually, his mom has told me that he had speech therapy as a child as well. Ah, oh, I did not realize that. Very good. <laughs> Well, let's talk about your little ones for a minute. I want to talk about uh, your oldest, Reed Haynes, for a few minutes, if that's okay. Okay. He would love it. He would love the fact that we're talking about him. So, okay. <laughs> I love that. Reed is, he is such a little personality. Um, and I, I have loved watching him grow up, especially with Facebook. That's one of the positives is that we get to watch our kiddos um, grow up and all the pictures and, and his love for the Marshall Mavericks when he was younger. I know he's grown out of that a little bit now, but his, his love for them when he was younger. But one of the things, you know, about Reed was that he has had a lot of allergy problems with food throughout his little life. And it was quite the journey for you all when he was very young. And I know there were some really scary moments. Would you share some of that with us? Um, sure. So he had, I mean, we fed him everything, I think, when he turned one. And just no issues. We just fed our kid. In fact, we went to a motocross race in Jefferson this weekend. And there's this homemade ice cream place. And, and so, of course, we can't have dairy. And, and my little one, Rhett, can. And, and Reed's like, man, I sure wish I could get some of that ice cream. And I said, Reed, when you were one and we came here, you ate that ice cream. So somewhere, and I am not a physician, I'm not a medical person, I'm not a scientist, I have my theories as to what happened um, in his life, but he developed food allergies. We were, we were at the beach, he would drink almond milk because he hated the taste of whole milk. I mean, the chocolate flavoring, nothing worked for him. He would not, he would not drink it. So he drank almond milk. Well, we were at, on a beach vacation. It was May of 2014. He was one. And he had just had a set of tubes for, of course, ear infections. And all of a sudden, he just broke out in, this, in, in a rash. And, and now I know it's hives. And I thought, what is this? So I called a nurse line, and, and they told me, you know, I could give him Benadryl. And so I did. And, and it went away. And I was like, oh, good. And so then we gave him his night, nightly almond milk, and it came back. And so we just avoided almond milk for the rest of that trip and, and came back, and we actually ended up getting him uh, some blood tests uh, for, I think we started with blood tests um, with a local provider here and found that he had some high numbers. Now, I can't speak the food allergy lingo, um, but we went from that to a provider in Shreveport and did some, some skin tests um, I think sometimes they take your blood test and they take your skin test and, and then they, they create a plan. And, and he was off the charts uh, allergic to everything. I mean, I, I remember going to the grocery store that first time and just kind of sobbing. And I know that's so silly, but when you go from being able to just feed your kid whatever at any restaurant to all of a sudden a food could kill your kid, that is a hard, that's a hard step to take. And so, of course, we were then surrounded by Epipens and, 
and just no no real plan. We ended up uh, with a provider at uh, Dallas Children's, and he is a leader, I believe, in in food pediatric food allergy. He's a pediatric food allergy specialist, and so it's a whole new world. And of course, we were sent there by another friend who who utilized him for her son, and we started weaning things and, and testing things and you do these challenges in their office and they're multi hours and and that's really super fun with a toddler so one thing that we would always do and and this is probably um not super helpful but i didn't want read to associate trips with doctor's offices so we'd always mm-hmm. go to the zoo or go to a museum or go to a kid's area and play on the same day that we had to go do these tests because those skin tests are not fun um, for the kids. And so we um, challenged things and, and we got to a kind of a bad point right before we went and saw him and saw a pediatric gastroenterologist where he, my little 18-month-old kid weighed 19 pounds. And my sister now has a six-month-old and that's how much her six-month-old weighs. And so Reed, I just saw this on my Facebook memories um, probably in the last couple of weeks, but when we got to that doctor, uh, one of the providers, I can't remember if it was the gastroenterologist, but we found that he was um, borderline um, protein deficient, considered malnourished and anemic, and there were a couple other things. And so we went from having a in the long term, not super sick, but but he looked sick. Um, to to getting on a specialized um, amino acid formula for him, and it was a toddler formula, and we we got this healthy kid back. And he, I remember at the museum we went to that day, it was the aquarium and, and grapevine, and he ran, and we're like, look, he, you know, he has energy again. And so we are now, um, all of those are behind us, except we're still. The last time we challenged pecans, it um, he failed that uh, challenge. That was many years ago, so we need to do that challenge again. And then um, milk. Milk doesn't necessarily show up uh, on an allergy test. It's not at risk for anaphylaxis. It just shuts his digestive system down. And mm. so um, we still struggle with that a little bit. Of course, he never eats cheese or milk, but sometimes we sneak a cupcake and um, baked milk products and and so sometimes, you know, we just, we have to control that. And that's hard. I mean, we have powdered donuts, which I never buy, but I bought powdered donuts this week for the little one. And Reed asked several times, can I have one of those donuts? I'm like, oh man, Reed, I hate this, but no, I mean, you can't have that donut today. And I'm so sorry. Um, so, but he's really good having a little brother that can eat everything. He struggled with that a little bit because there's in his head, it's not fair, which we all know that mm-hmm. life is not fair. Uh, but sure. he he does good. He, he he navigates it well, and I mean we've outgrown a lot of that, and I am so thankful. I I remember watching that journey from afar and just not understanding how y'all were able to do that. And now, as a mom myself, I can't imagine how hard that was for you to you know because when when they hurt, that's when we hurt the most. And to, to know he was. You know, having that that trouble had to have been just so hard for you, but he is a happy, healthy, wonderful little boy. (laughs) Yeah, he has been so fun to watch grow up. (laughs) He is, and he's a he's a unique. I mean, he has his dad made over with maybe a little bit of my personality in there, but I'm also in a lot of mom groups or parent groups um, for food allergy kiddos, and and 
And our journey was different. We've never, knock on wood to this day, epied him. And, and, and so we've, never, we've not had that experience. But food allergies are of concern. And, and if I could just make a little plug, mm-hmm. I worked at a camp one time and we had a food allergy kid. And I remember, this is when I was in college, but I remember being frustrated because I wanted to, I mean, it just was harder as a camp, camp counselor. And I was like, oh, I hope I never have to deal with this. Maybe I'll never have kids. And so, you know, years down the road, I had that kid and it, and it, it was a hard journey, but there are kids who die from, from ingesting a food or being around that food. And that is a hard reality when it comes to class parties, it gets frustrating sometimes that you can't take the Reese's peanut butter cups or the, um, the cupcakes with the dairy. I mean, that does get frustrating as for moms. Um, when, when you have a food allergy kiddo in your kid's class, but it's a life, I mean, it's a life or death situation in some of those cases. And, and so it's just, it's hard to have that concept when we haven't walked that road. And, and ultimately we didn't walk as scary of a path as some of the other parents by any means, our path didn't look like that. And, and it's, so it's just something to keep in mind is that you hear food allergies and we roll our eyes, but in reality, a peanut or a piece of cheese or uh, a muffin could kill a kid. And that's hard. I mean, that's a hard journey that those parents walk. Reed is the inspiration for you behind the toddler trot and later the kids K, which you have done for years now with the Chamber of Commerce. Talk about how he kind of inspired that. So Reed Haynes runs. Um, everywhere he goes, he runs. And when he was little, after, after we, you know, got him on, on that formula and he kind of bounced back, he, I mean, he just, apparently we just have children that like to run. And, um, and even, even his little brother loves to run. And, and so he was loved, he loved to run. And a local church was having a, a 5K and then a one-mile race. And so I signed him up for the one-mile, but I took our stroller and then I ran the 5K later. And so I strollered him for a little bit. He started the run and then he finished it. And it was at the ETBU campus. And of course the announcer knew his name. And actually I'm telling you when he ran through all those people and crossed that finish line, everybody was cheering for him. And I thought, this is so incredible. Wouldn't it be great if we did this in Marshall? And so that's, that's why we have a toddler trot. We're going into our eighth year and he start, we started at two years old. I believe he was two at the time. And so we do two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-olds in the toddler trot. And that very first year, that's all we had was the toddler trot. And a five-year-old came to me and she said, I'm so sad I can't do this next year. And I was like, well, let's take care of that. And so <laughs> we started the very next year, we started the kids' K. And that's right at half a mile. It's kind of exhausting for the kids, um, at, at, for, you know, some of them. And then we asked that a parent goes with them, but not too many parents go on that kid's K because those kids just run. I mean, they just run full steam ahead. And, and so that's just so fun. And the, it's, we do for the toddler trot, we do have parents go with them because it is downtown during the fire ant festival. There are people everywhere. So it's a safety issue. And then of course our kids K we have uh, we've had police officers help us with that in the past, but it's an open course, and so I do my safety talk, and I typically don't sleep well the night before because my my number one goal is for everyone to leave that that course safely. 
and, and so that, but it's so fun. And, and now I've seen Rhett Thomas do it and he's different than his brother. Uh, he gets really timid in, in big crowds, but it is, it's such a fun experience and it, we're, we're going to keep going, even though Reed is not as into it as he was in the past. We're, there are cute little toddlers now, and we already have people signed up for that race to attend. So it's great. What well, is, of course, coming up, uh, Fire Ant Festival is just a few weeks away, and so you can register right now, I guess, with the chamber? Yes, MarshallTexas.com, uh, under the Fire Ant Festival page, they have, it says Toddler Trot and Kids K. You can sign up there. It's $10 which we know $10 barely covers a t-shirt. So we do have a sponsor, which is Genesis Prime Care, and they underwrite all of the other things. And our kids get race bibs, which is super fun. It makes you feel like you're in a real race. And they get a little swag bag. In the past couple of years, Genesis Prime Care has done these little string backpacks, and it's filled with Play-Doh and, and popcorn and, and maybe a little water bottle and just a couple of things. It's really, really fun. I don't know if I could tell you the most amount of kids we've had. I know we've had 80, 90 kids before, but this year being the 40th annual Fire Ant Festival, I think it'd be fantastic if we had 100 kids there. Um, I know the Fire Ant Festival committee just works so hard all year long to, to pull this the whole day together. But this event, the toddler trot starts at 930, and the kids' cave a little bit before that at 915. We let the, the bike race. Get, get going and then we run our kids K at 9:15. the toddler traps at 9:30, and then the parade typically starts at 10 which is just phenomenal so you're already down there crossroads baptist church hosts a bubble party afterwards and and you know kids bubbles this is a huge deal that bubble party is probably the most popular party in marshall texas all year long so it's it's a fun it's a fun day and and it just it's just a great activity for the kids it is. It's so much fun. Let's talk a little bit about your second son, who you have mentioned several times, Rhett Thomas, because that was a whole nother journey <laughs> for you, wasn't it? Yes, and I think probably if you know the Haynes in, in Marshall, Texas, you know we were a one-and-done family, and we, we loved Reed. It was great. It, we, we were starting – we'd just gotten Reed to where he was traveling well, and I had this big dream of seeing all – of the Disney castles all over the world and, and <laughs> on board with that. And he said, okay, let's do it. And all, I started a new job. This was October, 2018. I just sold my sign gypsy business a week ahead. And I was having issues with my gallbladder and some stomach pain, some nausea. And so of my second week of work, or maybe it was my third week, I'd worked there two weeks. I told my boss, man, I'm just, I'm going to go to the doctor today because I, I'm just, I think my gallbladder is going out. And so I went, I went to the doctor with a bad gallbladder. And of course, before you do any of those, of those testing tests, they give you a pregnancy test. And so I will never forget this provider or ever be more grateful for anyone, but he came in and, and he, <laughs> we had this conversation and he said, so we took a pregnancy test. Yes, sir. And he, and he asked me a few questions and then I looked at him and I said, I'm pregnant. And he said, well, he just nodded his head. And I just, that, that was not our plans. And, um, uh, and that just for sake of too much information, that's not, that's not where we were going in life. And, and so it just caught me off guard and, and I had to go tell Austin and I was hyperventilating and, 
And I told this man, I was like, I have to tell my husband. And, and I was crying. <laughs> handed me tissue after tissue and took all my dirty tissues in his hand and sent me out the back door so I wouldn't have to face everyone. And, and, and I called Austin and, and then the sickness hit. I mean, and, and then I was sick with, with Rhett for about, oh goodness, uh, three more months or something. And, but I called Austin and I just shared the story the other day. I was so upset, not upset, but just it's shocked, I guess. And just, and just crying and sobbing. And, and he said, if you don't calm down, I'm going to pass out because it was just, it was just <laughs> a whole shock. and so then I my mom, because I was on the phone with her going in to the doctor with my bad gallbladder needing surgery, and I walked out knowing I was pregnant. And, and so I called my mom, and she was just like, oh, this is so great. This is so wonderful. I'm on my way. And, and my mom and my mother-in-law were there, and, 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 and then the sickness hit. And, but let me tell you, Ashley, Rhett Thomas is the biggest gift that we have ever received. And even, even Dr. Paul, you know, he knew our story and, and the surgeries I'd had. And he said, God's got big plans for this young man. And, I mean, there is no one that loves me like Rhett Thomas loves me. And I always tell people, oh, he's, this, he's, he's wild, he's crazy. But he is a sweet soul. And he is, um, he, he's, he's not his brother. Um, and he, he's the one in, the, in a crowded room that will hide under my dress if he, if he can. But he is just, he is just, we're, he's a gift. And um, he is the blessing that we never knew we needed. And from the moment, you know, that I got over the sickness, because when you're, when you're like in the, just the sickness of pregnancy, it is hard sometimes to find joy. Um, but we knew that this was a blessing. And I don't know why we received this blessing at all. Um, I don't know what Rhett's going to do in life, um, but I know that the Lord has a plan for him. And so his little curly-haired self, we love him so much. And um, he keeps me on my toes, and I, I'm pretty sure that he's given me more gray hair, and he doesn't sleep. And one day we'll sleep. I think I may have to go to college with him because I am his human being, and he needs me. And uh, so we – but we love him, and he is just fits right into this family. But we're definitely two and through. So um, we, we, we love those boys, though. I know you do. He is precious. And I, I, I laughed because I, I know how that story turned out, and I know he was such a gift for you all, and, but I do know it was not what you had planned on, and it was a shock. So I have to ask you, was anything wrong with the gallbladder, or was it just pregnancy? Oh, we, we didn't even check my gallbladder that day. It was just um, pregnancy. <laughs> You know, January of this year, and, and we talk about incredible women, but I think behind every, and maybe not every woman, but behind me are my, is my mom and my mother-in-law. And I could not do life without those two ladies. They show up for us when we need them. They show up for us and our boys and, and, our, and our dads as well. And so both of, our, both of my kids' grandparents, sets of my kids' grandparents, my parents and Austin's parents, my parents live half a mile door-to-door from us. And then my in-laws live maybe like five, six miles from us, and they have been there. But my gallbladder did officially go out on January the 13th of 2022. So just a few years later, it was it was a goner. And so I don't I remember have a that. Yes, but I do have a Rhett Thomas. So my gallbladder was probably bad back then, uh, but we just didn't look at it until I woke up one morning and thought, something is terribly wrong with me and um and went to the local ER and got that gallbladder out about four hours later 
I remember that. And for those that don't know, she got COVID like a couple days later in the hospital or right out of the hospital um, as well. Yes. Uh, Melissa, let me ask you this. Go ahead. From uh, I got I got COVID the first time from that sweet little Rhett Thomas who brought it home to. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, let me ask you about this, because somewhere in all of that, and, and you and I really and truly were COVID friends, especially in the height of the pandemic. We text every single day about what was going on in, in the world multiple times a day and talked constantly. Um, and somewhere in all of the madness that was going on from 2020 to, to now, you decided to go back to school. And, and is this your first master's degree or second master's degree? Or so third master's my, degree. It, it's my second. Uh, so okay. I, I have an undergrad from ETBU, and then I have a master's of business administration from Texas A&M Commerce. And I finished that. I finished that one and walked the stage um, with uh, Rhett, uh, not Rhett, with Reed. He was, we just found out about Reed. And um, so I was pregnant with Reed when I graduated from uh, A&M Commerce with that degree. And then actually, I just found out that ETBU last year. I found out ETBU has a strategic communications master master's degree, and in a conversation with Dr. Blackburn, and so I started researching it more. And of course, you know, being married to Austin, he had me do all of my due diligence and price compare and price shop to all of these other universities. And I'll tell you, <laughs> this degree at ETBU really was the most cost effective and and the best bang for my buck and and it's right here and i'd much rather um invest in and i'm not investing but i was investing in myself but spending that money right here in marshall and um, versus sending it off to another university and so i think i made that decision last july and then started classes last august and i am two weeks away from finishing this degree so i won't i won't actually graduate until december um, but I have two more weeks of classes, and I I am just put a fork in me because I am done. Well, I think it's incredible. I, I thought it was incredible when I found out you were doing it, and I still do, and I cannot wait to hear that you have graduate, that you have officially finished and get that diploma and see the pictures because that's going to be outstanding. Melissa, yeah. is there anything else that you want to add? I, I tell you, you've, you've answered all the questions that I had today, but is there anything else you want to tell us? Um, well, I just, sure, I'll just say when Austin and I in 2010, we were living in Corpus, and when we had the opportunity, we knew we needed to leave Corpus, um, we were looking for jobs in the Dallas area, and we, just to be kind of closer to home, but Dallas sounds fun and thrilling, and, and we had kept in contact with some of the leaders of the hospital, and we found out about a marketing job at the hospital and a financial analyst job. Um, as well. And so we both interviewed with those um, for those positions. And when we were trying to decide, do we want to go to Dallas? Do we want to go to Marshall? You know, Dallas seems to have a ton of things going for it. And, and so we did a like a, a list. So like pros of each of each location. And we got to all 10 pros for Marshall quickly. And I think we got to like four pros in Dallas and we just stopped because we we knew and we were young. We were we were young in our marriage. We were young individuals, um, and and so we just knew that Marshall was a place where we wanted to come back. Of course, then we weren't thinking about kids. But I cannot tell you how thankful I am um, to be so close to our parents. 
um, and to see my parent, my kids have those relationships with, with um, their grandparents. And I think our town is special. Do I get frustrated with it? Of course I do. Um, if you don't get frustrated with Marshall, I don't, I mean, that's great, but I'm not Pollyanna every day. But the other day, I mean, when you were dropping or when Kyle was dropping Joseph off at, at baseball and I was able to just help with that or we see people that we know at the soccer area or at the soccer camp for at Wiley College. Those are the relationships and, and the things I think are so great about a small town that we just, we help each other. And I'm thankful for my mom group uh, that I get to raise, uh, read with and, and, and rep with and those moms. They remind me of things I forget all the time, and, and they're just great to have alongside of you. And so it's so easy to see the negative in a town, but I guess if I could just leave everybody with something, it's just find the positive in Marshall. And if you think, man, Marshall doesn't have this, we'll start it. And, and just, just go do it. Um, that's, that's what we're doing with soccer right now. We were sad that Marshall wasn't having a soccer season, and there's a group of dads and a, and a group of community leaders that are working with the Boys and Girls Club to make sure that there's soccer camps, and Wiley College is doing these soccer camps. So that, that, that would just be my encouragement for everybody is to not, to not get weighed down by the negatives in, in our community, but to really look for the positives, and if you see a need, fill it. Join Stagecoach Media next Wednesday for another edition of Incredible Local Women, presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home.